0: Karen here with Kingdom Talks music, and as promised, we're going to have a wild night tonight. I've got the guys and ladies in the house. We're going to talk about some strange things, but they're not so strange. So happy to have Steve on with me, and Cindy, she's new to the show, so is Charnell and True Seeker, he's new on my broadcast, so we're happy to have all you guys. Now, Steve and Brian, they're like the old people, they're part of my crew, you know, <laughs> so we're so happy to be here, and tonight's topic is were priest priests, new agers, so we want to take some of the taboo out of what you're seeing, and I know um, Trusick, I know you and I, you don't know this, but you and I are seeing the same things that are going on uh, especially in Facebook, some of the church age coming out and calling people new age, <laughs> And it's going on a lot. You know, they're talking about sage burning, blah, 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 blah. And it's just going on and on and on. And there's a new age Christians and all of this (laughs) false stuff coming out. And we're false or whatever. I want to get you guys together and just break down some of the taboo on this stuff. And these all of these guys have got a piece to bring. So I'm going to go. Who wants to go first? (laughs)
1: So Derek, do you want to take it? Sure. So, uh, I mean, I definitely can break the egg, you know, Uh,
0: you can
1: (laughs) crack the ice. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll go in. So you talked about, are the priests new agers? Were the priests new agers? I mean, I think the more study that we do for those of us who are bookworms, especially when it comes to the Bible and maybe other ancient texts that kind of complement the Bible. Um, we're finding out that the priests and the prophets and seers and sages and all of these people, the magi, were very spiritual people indeed. Very spiritual people, and so um, something was lost. There, there were um, um, decrees that were by certain churches, the early, early Catholic Church, that wanted to be a staple on spirituality, and so there were different um, reformations. Even when Martin Luther left the Catholic Church and started Protestantism, which is what most of us are a product of, he put out decrees as well saying, we're not doing any more of that stuff. Like these, these practices that were held uh, really dear by the early Catholic saints uh, who were very spiritual people indeed, which, which is amazing because for me and in, in my studies, I've had to kind of look at some of the... Uh, the people who weren't Christian uh, when it comes to trying to find people to articulate these spiritual experiences and and studies that I'm finding in the Bible, but not having anyone to talk to about. So I have to go to secular people because that's who you can talk to about crystals. That's who you can talk to about sound healing and frequency. There was nobody in the church talking about this stuff. so, um, and, and, And that's what led me down that path and to be friends and to interview these people and to try to find commonality, and there's a lot because if it's truth, it has to be universal, and we're seeing that. But we're finding out now that, at least I am, some people have been here for years, that the early saints were very spiritual indeed, having mystical encounters with God and with the Holy Spirit and with angels and with frequency, healing, all of this stuff was practiced by the early church and is more biblical than any of us could fathom. And the, like I said, the more study that we do, the more reading that we do, we're finding out that all of those things aforementioned, the crystals and uh, prophetic abilities and meeting with angels and I mean, you name it, everything that, really everything that the, the new age has, uh, Christianity had it at one point in time, the early prophets, the sages and the seers. And so now this information is coming back to us as we gave it away. And people were killed for this information. They were considered witches and, and many of these things. We kind of just get demonized and ostracized for talking about uh, plant healing and, and, and working with plants and aromatherapy and color healing, all of these things that were that are in the Bible. Um, now we just kind of get made fun of and get pointed at, but it's working, it's working. Like this this knowledge is coming back and people are getting healed. People's lives are being changed because I think it's written on our hearts. It's in our DNA. Our ancestors, this was common practice for them. And so now that we tap into it, oh, it's new age. They got these terms and things that we put on stuff. We demonize what we don't understand. But as we own our truth, as we own our story, and yes, dig into the Bible. There's so many scriptures that talk about this stuff. And I love being able to take a nugget and bring it back for the people to. Dissect and to ridicule or to bring close to their heart and be transformed, and I think that's what we're all doing here today,
0: yeah. Because, um, really, I've done some study on this too. And the reason why I brought you on is because you've talked and taught about casting of lots. So, the ermine and the Thurman or thumbing, or whatever you want to call
1: it. I always say it different every time I say yeah. it, too. <laughs>
0: so, um <laughs> And then when I did my study on it, I mean, Hey, I'm going to let y'all talk about it. Cause I was like, Oh my goodness. Like you said, it was something that they were doing before. So you guys so charnel doesn't have a whole, um, time with us tonight and I want her to go ahead and share, um, her piece on this, on the crystal. So Sharnell, um, let us have it. <laughs>
2: I don't know if I got to give to let you have it, but, uh, my you know my background is ministry, just like I think everybody on here. And yeah, I'm definitely seeing over the years where you step out and whatever the situation is. I mean, years ago, it was dreams and visions, and that was bad when I was working with John Paul Jackson and um, Bob Jones and you know, doing setting up dream, dreams and vision seminars and readings and then it was prophetic readings and then it was treasure hunting and, you know, whatever, whenever. You step out, you know, there can be an opportunity to educate and explain a little bit more and maybe open the door a little bit. You don't want to pry open a rose that's not ready, but, you know, plant some seeds and get some, you know, information out there to help people. Um, then it was the introduction to essential oils, which, you know, that I think everybody on here uses oils. And so that was like crazy, and people were, you know, Oh my God, she's a witch, you know, she's whatever. And, um, I actually went back to school because of my profound experience in essential oils, how helping my physical body and my mental and my emotional, because of frequency as Derek, um, commented, um, I, and so going back to school, I actually had pastors who were saying like, oh my God, she's left the ministry or whatever. And, you know, I went back to be a naturopathic doctor. I don't think that that's necessarily leaving the ministry for me. It was God giving me the whole world instead of a pulpit or a retreat or, you know, some church conference. So, um, you know, it really did open the door for me. I didn't ever go back to school to be a naturopath to necessarily open a practice. At that time, I was mostly opening up myself to more further education so I could understand how to help as many people as possible as I would go to these conferences and having such a profound effect and people seeing a physical difference with how I even looked or acted because of the changes in my DNA and in my physical body. And, um, you know, so I went back to school to get to understand this more, to be able to help all the people and all the churches and all the questions and um, but then it did open the door for me to be able to speak at like wellness conferences and um you know medical conferences which i didn't expect or sign up for necessarily but it started coming to me you know whatever you focus on you make room for and you only get what you are so as i was really um inspired to go back to school because of people like dr lucky dr david stewart it, Gary Young, Dr. Gary Young, um, and seeing how they would use it as a platform for healing, which is ministry, that, um, you know, it turned into something way bigger than I ever expected. And now I do have a practice, or did, I have, that's another long story, I got a building and started doing all that, and then it flooded. Now I have another building, so we're we're about to do that. But everything I do right now is remote and stepping out even in naturopathic stuff, which, again, involves frequency, involves a lot of crazy, awesome machines that have to do with frequency. It's energy medicine Um, using, like Derek said, plants, crystals and what have you. I've seen a lot of people have some major changes in their lives and permanent changes in their lives. And so if people want to be upset about that, you know, I don't have really a lot of time to deal with. That I won't get what I'm doing. I, I cared for like a minute. And then it was like, I, when God has something on you and in you to do something and you have a mission, it, even if I tried to run away from it, it was like, not, I mean, yes, I do have a free will, but it was, I was obsessed with learning this stuff and I still am. I'm a, I've, profess to be a full-time teacher in the middle of a student as the middle of teacher, which doctor actually means teacher. And it's like, what doctors are teaching anymore? I mean, it's all of this setup system of people just being codependent on somebody else to tell them what they need to do and keep coming back. Same thing with the church. I love the church, but there's a lot of dependency there of like, oh, do I have a covering? And am I given enough money? And what if I don't show up one Sunday? And I was going to cuss, but stuff like that, like, just annoys me. It's not in, um, it's just not real. I mean, there's so many things that I love about the Bible, but we also know that the Bible has been translated a lot of different ways to kind of give their spin and their narrative, whether it's about women or medicine or money or Jesus, all the things. And honestly, the truth is we are supposed to do greater things than Jesus. Jesus has the highest scalar waves ever, and besides Mary Magdalene, which I'm sure the church is pissed off about if they knew, but um, it's the truth is still the truth, and things, you know, whatever people can argue. But I look at science as real science, not just like the made-up fake kind that's on the news and shit. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a scientist, and I really like data. I really like um, real, real stats. And that's what brought me to essential oils. And then later to crystals, because I started seeing, okay, I I would Google something for essential oil and then this crystal would come up and I was like, really? And so I started testing crystals and seeing that they would actually leave a different imprint in water after being stationed next to water. And I'm like, okay, there's something to that. And just over and over seeing the difference and seeing how they not only record but they have their own amplification, their own uh, radiation, their own signature code, and that they can be coupled with essential oils. And yes, you have to clear them and do a little bit more work than a essential oils. But mm-hmm. yeah, and it's all frequency. So um, yeah, I didn't, I could not find a reference guide that would pair the two together to see how they work together. So i actually created something because after a long time of pairing this up and seeing like what works together um i worked out something where the crease were an issue were a um, opportunity with words because word have frequency if you That's put good. it with music as anybody knows on here anything put to music is going to have a different brainwave situation so music is like trump and getting things into the sub sublim- subliminal comp- consciousness um but Pair that with other things in frequency, like crystals, oils, oh, there's all kinds of stuff um, that you can amplify it, anchor it in, and hold those energies even more. And so you're not having to like take two steps forward, one step back. It actually like anchors it in and holds it. And that's the thing is, I don't know about anyone else, but I am looking for actual truth and for upgrading all the time. to be a better sharper version of myself and if we can raise our frequency which you know that's for me key and we can hold it then we're going to have a better outcome because whatever we radiate out goes into the field whatever the field contains um it you only get a match to it. Um, it's a biofield meaning two, so it radiates out, but it also magnetizes back in. So the more you change yourself, the different projection that goes out into the field, which actually changes your patterns and who comes to you, what situations happen to you. And so the higher that we go up in love and God, who, like Derek said, is in our bodies, it's in our DNA. So there's going to be some projection of God out there anyway. If you are a believer of any kind of consciousness in Christ, then uh, we can actually really affect people. And now I'm doing soul audits where I can measure how big your biofield is, how big your radius is, and I will find where you are on the map of consciousness. And what I'm seeing is if people's chakras are aligned, their feminine and masculine energies are aligned, they don't have any emotional blocks. Um, we can go really high on the map of consciousness, which also changes our radius field of influence. And so literally just like Peter's shadow, we can walk around and have a 20 foot radius of where we're like igniting people to Christ, igniting people to love, igniting people to intuition and understanding and revelation and all the great things that are in the Bible and more. So again, going back to greater things than these, this is a divine opportunity, and um, I know every one of you on the on the panel are already been doing this for years, just like we have. And um, I just I adore all you guys' comments and what you guys are doing. And I'm happy to be with y'all and see all these great comments.
0: Thank you so Karen. much, Karen, for um, um, saying all that. And we appreciate you and what you're doing. And you do awesome shows, too. I love your shows. You are so cutting edge. It's not even funny. <laughs> just have a great time watching. So look who joined in with us. Mike's in the house. This is my <laughs> bandmate, y'all. So,
3: um, hey, Mike. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? If you can't get here when you're supposed to, get here when you can, Mike. That's going right. to be okay. That's what it comes down to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, I heard you yell. Karen.
1: hmm
4: So um, I just want Charnel to put in a shameless plug for her crystal cards. She gave me a set of those a while back, and she took from her own collection the uh, crystal, the pictures of those, and then she put some really uh, very succinct but very beautiful uh, meanings and uses. And uh, Charnel, can you um, plug that a little bit? Because I think everyone should have a set of these.
2: Yeah. I actually picked a card for the show. Um, so it's Amber and I don't know if you can see it Yeah, Can you? Okay. So Amber is like everywhere on the front are, are my, my personal 80, 80 different crystals that are my, my babies and they actually hold frequency. So you don't have to clear them, which is cool. Um, and when we tested people, if they gave them the real crystal, they would test strong. If we removed it, they'd go weak. If we gave them the card with that crystal, they would be just as strong. So it's kind of cool how that works. But so Amber on the back, it it shows uh, what Amber does. It shows the decree and then it shows the companion oils that go best with it. And this one actually says Amber is fossilized tree resin. It's healing properties to ease in stress, fear and phobias. Amber's a warm brown orange, creates security and balances emotions. Um, worn around the neck. It's great for the throat chakra and for the entire body. It's great support for communication, the lungs, breathing issues. Also great to relieve pain in areas of uh, joints and the body. The decree is I am response able. I am purified divine love now. And the companion oils are eucalyptics, vetiver, Tree Tea Tree and Raven Sarah. So, I'm glad you like that, um, Steve.
4: I have I have had if I had like a hundred of them on my tour, which we never worked that out. But if I had had those, they would they would have been gone, probably well, by the time I left Houston. So, well, I find uh, I find them very helpful. You did a great job on those. I hope there's a second volume coming sometime down the road.
2: Awesome. We're working on it actually good cool
0: well Steve I know you have quite a collection over there
4: i got a few things here I since uh picked amber I'm gonna hold up my black amber Um, I'm assuming you can see me because I'm not seeing myself except when I look off to the (laughs) side and I see the delay on Facebook so this is a black amber and um if I actually shut my phone off and turn my flashlight on you can see what that looks like and so there's there's some amazing properties to black amber as opposed to uh, regular amber um, black amber is fossilized again uh, tree resin um, so w- what happens is the 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 roots of the trees will begin pulling nutrients out of the soil and they'll take those up into the leaves on on this process. And when they do that, that's called sap. A lot of people call amber tree sap. It's not fossilized tree sap, it's tree resin. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. So when the sap is going up there, if you're gonna go for maple syrup, those of you that live back in the Northeast, you're gonna end up with tree sap that comes out very sweet and then you can you know, do different things to it to make it into great maple syrup. And if you've ever had a real good designer maple syrup, it's amazing. But that's going up. So you're taking all that sweetness out of the the, the nutrients in the soil, and you're going up into the the roof of the trees, which is the leaves. Once it gets up there, it interacts with photosynthesis. And as it does that, what ends up happening is uh, it will make its way back down to the roots as 10 times the concentration of the sap. So this resin now comes down. Now, if there's an injury to the tree, it will leak out of the tree, just like the sap would on the way up. But this comes out and it's very thick and very sticky. And so the black amber is amber that has been struck by lightning. Oh,
2: wow.
4: And so many of us are aware of the, the Hebrew word for lightning and thunder is voices glorified by fire or glorified through fire so you're really talking about an angelic encounter of striking this forest and causing injury to an entire forest in indonesia of trees so i import this now i've got an importer uh in indonesia that i work with and i actually got this from cindy uh there was a piece of this that i picked up from cindy uh, Culpepper who's on the call with us and thank you again Cindy because this revolutionized things for me this is my favorite stone energetically right now and you know I'm not what much of looking at books to get all the meanings because I want to find the meanings out for myself I know a lot of you guys are self-starters that way I know charnel's entire uh, uh, packet of cards came out of her own experience not just things that she read from somebody else's book The books are great, but I I want my own experience. So this is my experience with Black Amber as I've been using it in my practice on my clients. Uh, It's a stone of regeneration. It's grounding you to enable you to access higher energies. It, It cleans the chakras and the energetic body. It helps with stress, negativity, and emotional blockages, and on and on and on. It's got big healing properties. It assists in the throat chakra. It can assist to bring... Uh, Cleansing and balance it will connect you strongly with the earth and yet at the same time bring you up into the, the The stratosphere so to speak in the heavenly realms and it's also heavily associated with the solar plexus chakra Which is your prime energy center as you draw that heart energy down now? I'm freely using a bunch of language here. I'm talking about chakras, and I'm talking about you know all these things So people ask me the same things that uh, they were asking Charnel. They'll say, are you a new ager? And, you know, are are you being a naughty Christian and all that? And here's the thing. I used to come up with all these sophisticated answers, but I turned 68 in July. And guys, I'll take anything new right now. I don't care if it's (laughs) new age or new new facial cream, you know, to shave my parts of my skin that I shave or a new pillow. I'll take a new pillow. Thank you very much. Um, I need a new vehicle. My van just blew up the other day, just literally a couple of days ago, exploded and and went down in a blaze of glory. So, yeah, I, I need a new car and I need I, I'll take new age, too. Thank you, because it's nothing new about it. This is ancient age stuff. Brian's always telling me, but we got to go back. It's that verse in Isaiah. We've got to go back and look for the ancient pathways And Walk in them because that's going to bring life to us. And so, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff here. I've got my um, My first stone that I ever found uh, Was a smoky quartz and of course smoky quartz is uh, great for grounding um, But it's also great for clarity and then I contrast that with the the regular quartz So now we've got a, a smoky quartz, but we've got regular quartz and this amplifies energy And our bodies. So if you're afraid of crystals, you need to leave the planet because there's crystals everywhere. Don't go to heaven because there's crystals. There's more crystals in heaven. Uh, Just read about it. Read your Bibles and you'll find out there's more crystals there. But you're going to have to leave yourself somehow. So pray for the rapture or the rupture or pray for something to happen. Because if you take your DNA, let's say this is appetite, but let's say this is a cell. And you were to to look inside that cell, you would find a single strand of DNA in that cell. Now we're talking about trillions of cells in your body. Every one of them has a little tiny squished up coil, and the, they called it the cosmic serpent because it looked like a like you know a, a coil. They, if it had a horn and was fat, they would call it the cosmic rhinoceros. but it didn't look like me with the horn. It looked like a, a, a snake, okay? So there's nothing evil about that. But if you take that that little tiny coil inside of each of your trillion cells and stretch it out, Karen, it becomes six feet in length. Wow. Six feet. That's in every one of your cells. Now, if you take that, let's say this is all stretched out now. This is just a wood dowel that I hit my bowls with. But then if you turn it and you look down the axis of it, you're going to see this shape, the shape of a quartz crystal. Our DNA is literally quartz-shaped crystal, and it functions in the same way that that does. Then you get into something like this, which is an elestial quartz, and that's a cluster of quartz crystals. And the elestial quartz is, are amazing for higher energy and transformation. Now, what do I mean by higher energy and transformation, and how, they, how can a crystal do that? Crystals are receptors. Crystals receive and transmit. The most powerful frequency in any stone is black tourmaline. Black tourmaline, if you were to sit this beside all of your other crystals on the counter for a week, you'd come back a week later and this would be covered with dust and the rest of them would be fine because this is attracting dust particles and other energetic particles out of the atmosphere. It, that's just the nature of it. We use quartz in all kinds of things uh, in our technologies if you're watching on a computer or an iPad or some kind of a tablet or a phone right now You're using liquid crystal as yeah, there you go. You're using Crystals and the, their technologies to transmit and receive Energy don't be afraid of the word energy if you're watching in your you've, you've been told by your pastor that energy is a bad word It's a naughty word watch my lips the word in Greek is energeo. Energeo. That sounds like energy. It's not dunamis from which we get the explosive power of Holy Spirit. It's the energeo of Holy Spirit. So good. The energy of Holy Spirit. Okay? So the, the I, I know we'll probably talk about some other stuff, but I want to throw something at you guys that I love. And I was just um, fortunate this last week to present at Kirby DeLannerol's uh, 5DP and I did a, a crystal sound bath and a bunch of vibrational sound therapies. And while I was there, um, I got to find my notes here. Here we go. While I was there, he stole my thunder. Thankfully, uh, probably very few people are listening today that were there. But I've never heard anybody else talk about this. I remember the first time I shared this with um, Ian Clayton. He his, he just went and his mind blew. So. We we were talking about Uman and Thuman, and I can't say it right either. You know, Earl er, er, and Thumper. Uma um, Thurman. You know, <laughs> that's what
3: it is. Yeah, Uma, yeah Thurman. U, Uma Thurman.
4: We were talking about Uma Thurman, <laughs> and uh, but we also we also know that the breastplate stones that were on the priests are amazing stones. And what's interesting when you study this out, and I'm a gemologist and a and a, a jeweler. I've been a jeweler for 30 years and a gemologist, and I you know I've studied stones, I've collected stones, I was mineralogically deprived, let let the orchestra begin of the sad violins. I was mineralogically deprived because I grew up in Hawaii for 40 years. And I wasn't able to uh, see much more than sand and lava rock and then a few stray pieces of selenite, like this one here. This is a a selenite that can come out of the fields in Hawaii. But um, I, I was studying the stones and I found that out of the 12 breastplate stones, six of them are green in color. Now they often get misidentified. They get misidentified very often when you read the various sermons or notes about these things in the Bible dictionaries. But when you really trace back the original Hebrew word and look at what the meaning was and then go after the original mineral that's being described, it's green. What's cool about it is they were inscribed on the inside out. So if we take this crystal here and you can see it's fairly clear, and if we could somehow inscribe something on the inside of that, we would need something probably like a laser, or we would need some kind of phenomenal uh, technology to inscribe the name of that tribe on the inside of a hard quartz crystal with a hardness of about eight or eight or seven, depending on the on the the type but Solomon and the, the ancient priests of Israel had a worm called a Shamir You can look it up. You can look up Solomon's Shamir to get just basic Wikipedia Article on this but basically the research that I've done on this I've gone deep in and in interviewed rabbis that looked at me like I was crazy because they didn't think I should know about this It's one of their secrets yeah. Um so i'm probably going to get in trouble for that too if any of my it's okay. you're not, you're, you're do, yeah it's okay it's all good right i'm i'm okay i need to calm down wait hang on just okay cool well, there we go okay so <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> so what the shamir did is the shamir would was this little worm that grew in one place only it was only grown by rabbis who had a certain bird that had a nest, and the the Shamir could only grow inside that nest. And so the rabbis were in charge of taking care of these Shamir worms, and they were glowing. These worms would glow, and they would be able to crawl onto a stone, and somehow, kind of like the properties of an electric eel, they could transmit energy into the stone and inscribe in Hebrew. So these worms spoke Hebrew, and probably lots of other interesting languages, could be some from other parts of the universe even, and they <laughs> they would inscribe them on the inside, so any way that you turn that stone, you could look and see that, so I wanted us to start off with something controversial, that's about as controversial as it can come when you start talking about something that's actually mentioned in the scriptures, it's actually mentioned in, in the history of Israel, and um, so somebody else uh, helped me Uh, Stop talking.
0: Well, I'm going to say this. um, True taught on the casting of lots and what I saw from the um, umin, that they actually tossed those or they would even shine under the breastplates of the priest. (laughs) They would start glowing. So, Derek, can you... I will. I
1: will. I will. But I'll, I want to give Brian and Cindy yeah. a chance to speak first because okay. I know they're burning with something. They got a word in them. But I will. We'll definitely cover that saying. before we go. Yeah.
0: Go ahead,
5: Brian. Very cool stuff, uh, you guys. I was uh, talking with Cindy earlier today about some some notes and stuff I had some years ago. I did and kept them on my computer. And I kind of wanted to go over them when you were talking about doing this show and ended up leaving my computer in Florida so <laughs> I don't have it mm-hmm. but I think I That's can remember, two. I think I can remember a little uh, a little bit about what uh, uh what I kind of wanted to sh- share with you guys is that and I don't know where I got this from guys it's just because this was some years ago that the that the like Steve was talking about the, the, the breastplate of the high priest had the 12 stones in it and he carried in inside the holy of holies with him the Urim and Tumen, and basically, and, and this is just Mississippi, guys, this is just Mississippi talk here, but basically, the Urim and Tumim was basically like dice. It had symbolic things on them, and I had a picture of them, on my, again, on my computer, but it, it was basically had, had sides on it like, like dice, and the high priest would literally go in... And toss these, and toss these. Uh, uh, you understand what I'm saying, guys? It's not dice, but he would. T- it was actually made out of wood. But anyway, he would toss them into a certain place, and one of the stones is because he was in there looking for an answer. He needed to hear an answer uh, from the father about whatever, and one of the stones in the breastplate would begin to vibrate, and that's how he was able to begin a direction to go using the stones and the uh, human, uh, what is it? Uh, you're a man too mean, I guess is, is would be the thing. But but anyway, I thought that was so fascinating because if that's not new age, I don't, I don't know what it is, guys. I mean, the dude's rolling dice yeah. and stones are vibrating on his breastplate and it's like, come on, man. These guys were way, these guys were way, into some some stuff that we we're just now remembering you know so it's pretty you know cool what, brian
0: you know what i even read while you're talking about this well, he's got a picture up for us i'll uh, keep it up there I'll, I'll worry up here here we go so i even read that even those it would move the stones around the breastplate my study that, mm. that i saw wow. it, it would move stones on the
5: breastplate Mm
1: -hmm. very cool yeah the uh and and also too the the priests had them on their on their shoulders so we're looking at a bunch of things like we're looking at the literal story we're taking it literal we're looking at like these priests going into the holy of holies with the uh breastplate on um and and the you know, asking these yes or no questions, you know, you couldn't answer like some detailed, what is your name and kind of thing like that. It was like, let's get clear on it. We don't know what to do. Let's ask the Lord. Do we go here, do we go there? And so they will go in and, and, and do that and, and they will get their their answer. Um, but, but also these were the priest, that was them, right? Now, who are we? We are the spiritual priest. All of us, we, we still carry that spiritual priesthood and all of these spiritual, precepts are for us in the spirit, but also what they were using in in the physical as well, the crystals and and, and, and all of these things. And it's asking the Lord. So obviously, like, there's many different words that come into play here that that shock Christians. And the biggest one I'm gonna let's get this off the back is, is the word divination. Mm -hmm. to divine. Oh divination is as the sin of witchcraft. Oh Spirit of divination (laughs) Uh, Those words listen guys, you got to understand this. You got to understand this Whatever word that you read in the Bible Is not the real word that was used is not the real word that is used You got to go back to the Greek and the Hebrew or the Canaanite or the Egyptian and figure out what word was being used Like it's layers upon layers upon layers. It's easy enough to read it and and get some great spiritual truths. But for those of you who are diggers, for those of you who are Bereans, who want the deeper things and you meditate on it, hold on, something's not adding up. Something doesn't add up and you dig and you wrestle. And Well, this scripture said that like the Old Testament prophets who were loved and adorned by God, they bragged about how good they were at using divination to be able to divine to get an answer from the divine to get an answer from god they said i can use divination i can cast lots and god will tell on you if you're lying to me you you've heard how good i am at divination i can find out don't make me go find out and, and learn the truth and it was these yes or no questions and so it was the uh, um and thuman and i mean so many more spiritual technologies I thought I was deep you know this 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 is like surface stuff for me but it's still deep for many people um, where I've been lately guys it it, it goes as deep as you want to go the word knows you and it knows where you are on these levels of consciousness and I throw that out there because it ties in with crystals the crystals on your levels of consciousness your levels of information because they hold memory and in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 21, it talks about these different uh, layers in the heavenly kingdom, which is the kingdom that is to come down upon earth, which is called the New Jerusalem. And there's 12 layers, and each layer correlates with a crystal. Yes, amethyst, topaz, lapis lazuli, all of these crystals, all of these precious stones and gems, and those things. Are in the mm. Book of Revelation and are in that spiritual te- uh, temple, and you have to have access to be, to to get on that level, that only the Son, only Christ, only that which is beautiful can reveal to you. You can't come in by any other way. You can't co- you can't even come in by knowledge and revelation. You can't come in by listening to this truth. And, uh, and, and thinking you gotta pass. No, you gotta wrestle. You have to discern and wow, this goes against my upbringing. Wow, this, is, this goes with what I read and he woke me up at 2.30 to look up a scripture and I did it. You wrestle with these principles. You wrestle with these concepts that are a mystery and they seem foreign and Christ, the spirit of love, is the one that opens the seal. He is the only one that's, that's worthy to open that seal of revelation, knowledge, and understanding for you to get it not in your head your head will lie to you but in your heart that you know that you know that you know that this is truth and if it was good for them it's great for us and they'll tell you that you know that they in the scriptures they continue to cast lots, they continue to to uh, roll the dice the luck of the draw but they believe that God was speaking through it so much so that in the New Testament in the book of Acts they used the uh, uh the spiritual tool of casting of lots to figure out a very important deal who was going to be the 13th disciple once judas left who was going to replace him and they had two guys who were like really they were both good candidates and we don't know who to pick and we had to pick with, stick with this tw- the, the holy 12 and so peter prayed father you know men's hearts you know who's the best we don't know who's the best because both of them seem to be the best but You know their hearts, Father. Tell us who it is. And they drew lots. They rolled the dice. They cast it. And and whatever it fell upon was from God. And so that's what we see in the New Testament. Uh, Many Christians will, will tell you or tell us when we're talking about this stuff that, you know, now we have the Holy Spirit. We don't need those things. You just pray and the Holy Spirit will tell your heart that's true that that definitely a symbolic nature of who we are spiritually our spirit man but all of that stuff comes into play because one thing you'll never see is you'll never find a scripture where it says those things will stop those things will come to an end the priest class continued to use all of this stuff the early church they were privy to all of this stuff It, it wasn't until again these decrees came out and who who has to be trained and who trained you and if you weren't trained under us then you can't use it and th- these kind of things and so uh, there, was never a, there was never a scripture saying that it, it was gonna stop here or once the Holy Spirit came then, he, then God will no longer speak that way so um, very beautiful spiritual technologies that are all throughout uh, the scriptures so sound healing, divination being able to divine, being able to hear from heaven Talking about the quartz crystals, right? And we want to go to the courts of heaven. Listen, your DNA is being changed. When lightning and electricity hits it, it turns into a stone, a precious stone. That's when you get access to that next realm. That's when you get access to that 12th dimension. There's 12 stones, there's 12 layers and 12 dimensions in the, the kingdom and in the new Jerusalem. All of these numbers add up for a reason. And so you want to get to the courts of heaven, You got to become the courts of heaven. I love this stuff, guys. This is beautiful. It's amazing. It was there
4: the whole time. love it. Love it.
2: Can I piggyback on that? Sure. Because some of the questions that I would ask myself is why are, why do the Levites have crystals on their breastplate? Like what would be the reason? Um, all because of their immense service to orphans and keeping up with the money and I you know uh, the widows and you know, all the sacrifices that were going on and you know that takes a lot of energy. And here we are like this this 3D, you know, situation and this timeline and as kings and priests with the same responsibilities, not exactly, but in you know, there's still service involved. Um, some of the other questions is like, um, if we're crystals and crystal and God are in us, then obviously muscle testing would be similar and, or using a, a dowser or a pendulum or something for yeah. the nation, which again, going back to questions, who is divine? Who's divinity? You know, God is, and where is God? God is in us. Heaven is within. So of course we could ask questions and get answers because the DNA knows And he knows as we muscle test and or lean forward, if you do want to do the arm thing or you want, you know, literally chemicals are released every time we lie and Mm. we are saturated by those chemicals that cause us to be weak in our body, to cause our digestion system to slow down, to gray our hair, to dehydrate us, to cause our immunity to slow down uh, or suppress. Um, And the opposite is true neurosciencely neuro on a neuroscience level is when we are living true, which Joe talked, talked about this. It's, it's the scripture says by his integrity is, it was his integrity. That it was his protection with all mm-hmm. that was going on in his life. That word integrity is to be integrated, to be fully integrated mind, body, spirit. And so here he was a priest in his own, you know, version, and, you know, he was able to be protected by keeping and living true to what he was feeling like he needed to do. And as we do that, we also have the chemicals that saturate us to give us strength and to do like supernatural things and to have intuition and to know what's right and what's wrong to do as we muscle test and or pendulum or just sometimes a knowing gut, <laughs> the, the, the second brain. Because it's connected again to DNA. DNA is in every organ. It's in all of our cells, the trillions that we have, and that is a crystalline thing. It's a divine thing. So those things are are a bit, you know just a part of our inheritance. We have the DNA. We have the technology within our very bodies. And so yeah, these modalities are really great, and God gave them to us. So why not use them just as the priests did, but also remember that we can amplify that with these external things of what's already encoded in our actual dna yeah. so um muscle testing divinity crystals uh, you know even you know, all, all of it i mean there's plant medicine there's uh you know i don't know we can go all those places too but but when we lower frequency that's what opens the door to entities and when entities attach that's what causes so much confusion that's what causes demonic possession that's what causes you know all the problems that, that keep everybody with voices and not understanding and not having clarity. So, you know, living a pure, clean, divine life that's not a bad thing to be divine. Um, divinity is holy and sacred, and it is our inheritance. And when we are living true and doing the things that God calls us to do, which what I do may not be what any of you do, or any of you guys who are watching. Um, Do, But when when we're all doing our version of whatever it is specific and custom to us on this planet in this timeline, then we will have the surge of, of chemistry that will support those things that we're called to do. But it's when we don't live true, when we live a lie, that's when we go weak. That's when things get confusing. That's when entities attach. That's when there can be problems. And so I just encourage everybody to really dig in. And, and get those higher frequencies through whatever way you need to do for maintenance or support or upgrades. And then um, be in service with your breastplate and use the modalities and the tools to be the sharpest, greatest you know, on the planet. We're supposed to do greater things than these, and yet who's doing greater things than these? That's good.
0: So, Brian? Cindy's sitting there. I haven't heard from her yet. I know she's got something to share, too.
6: Well, you guys know me. I, I, I bring the experience to the table. So I was thinking this past week um, when my mom remarried, I was 11, and I had a lot of emotional stuff going on. And so the guy she married was actually a Baptist preacher, and he got me a gift and it was a bag of rocks right but he got me this rock polisher and because i was real shy and i was always doing projects by myself and so daddy set it up on the carport and it was just like oh my gosh you know and he taught me how to use it but that bag was full of tiger's eye and so i don't know just as a child it 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 made such a statement of of safety of grounding with me so i pulled these out today i've got some just regular tiger's eye but then there's some blue tiger's eye but it just took me back to you know i didn't know anything but i was so drawn to those stones and then like every time we'd go on vacation i remember daddy taking us to a petrified forest and they had gemstones so amethyst being my birthstone It it just started showing up in my field. And so years later, um, I was at Maggie Valley. And if you've ever been there, they just have tables everywhere of these beautiful crystals. And I mean, large stones. And so I was walking around and I went inside the shop. And my mom at the time, she had serious arthritis in her hip. And so I was looking at the stones, and it, and it said this one was really good to support arthritis. And so I actually got it out. I thought about you, Steve, while I go. So it was this big chunk of black tourmaline. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get that for Mom and just kind of see, you know, with it being her hip area. So I, I bought it, came home, and I was like, Mom, this may sound crazy. I said, but you know how I love the tiger's eye. I said, so let's just put this in your recliner. And let's just see, right? What it what it might do. So, Mom got such relief, and and I mean, it's a big old chunk of stone, right? But it it fit perfect into her recliner. So, and I I mean, I've got tons of gemstones here, but um, this is what came to me. It's like I would just always go to what showed up on my path, and the beauty of it, like I don't know how we can think God's creation that is so like gets our attention how we can even question that um so another confirmation on my path was when i got into the central oils and so some of our kids you know they they didn't they were not sure about all the stuff that we were getting into right and so the kids came out one day and we brian and i have 11 grandchildren and so my daughter-in-law was like, Miss Cindy, I don't understand. Like, the kids, you know, they don't see us a lot. Some of our kids don't live really close to us. She said, but every time they see you, they start taking their um, shoes off. And they're like, there's Cece. So it's like, it bears witness in the children. And so now, like all of our grandchildren, what they want as a gift is they're like, Cece, will you get us gemstones? And so it's just like, you know, out of the mouths of babes, you know? So I, I've just had such, my journey is all about my experience. And so um Brian and I have a retreat and one of my favorite ones that I use when people come in, I'm, I'm all about grounding. We go outside, we go barefoot, but um the black amber, this is what Steve was talking about, but just holding these in your, in your hands, it's such a grounding tool um and then the other one that i love to use is the selenite um i've got some really big chunks of selenite that i love They're, it's really good to cleanse your stones so i have chunks where i lay my stones after i use them to cleanse but these are beautiful pieces as well as taking the negative energy and just holding so these are just a few of the tools i use but again for me it started as a little girl. And it it was just, it was amazing what that tiger's eye and every time I see a piece, it just brings me back to my heart of um, all the experiences I've had. And Brian, um, I'm thinking about some of the years, every time we'd go on a vacation, Brian would be like, why is our bag so heavy, right? And so I would have picked (laughs) up, you know, we're at the ocean, California, wherever, you know, I'm like, I have to take that stone and that stone. And so anyway, I would bring them home, you know, and, and I had this plate and I would just store them. And um, I would hide them in different rooms, you know, not hide them, but they would be on a, a pretty basket or a plate. And so back in, gosh, it was probably in 06 when Dr. Vancouvering came, he stayed with us a few times. And um, before he was leaving one day, I was like, would you pray over Brian like at his piano? And so Brian starts playing the piano, and he starts praying over him, and he says, Cindy, I see this plate of stones. And he said, I want you to get a basket or a plate, and I want you to put it under the piano. And he said, because all that vibration is going to go in. And so when he said it, I was like, oh, my gosh. So I go run in the bedroom, and I come out with all my stones because he said – every time Brian plays, it's recorded in the stone. So when I pulled the plate out, I was like, all of our vacations. Like, I didn't really know why I was doing that. You know, Brian's like, oh my gosh, really? Because I would bring a lot of stones home with me. Our
5: carry-on bag would weigh like 80
0: pounds. (laughs)
5: Um,
6: That so touched my heart because I didn't really know why other than I, I thought the stones were cool. They were special to me. But I actually put them under the piano and and Dr. Vancouvering said, all of your memories are recorded in these stones. And even when Caleb got married, he got married at our home in the backyard. And so we took the stones out. So it has really big, begin a special thing in our home with our grandchildren, because it's like literally everything in our personal stones is recorded our life.
1: Hmm. So that's, that's
6: been my experience
1: those stones were very precious to you you would say right yes well that's the terminology that the bible uses when it talks about crystals it doesn't say crystals it says precious stones and it lets you know why those stones are precious to you because it records victories and memories that the bible says we get to take into heaven with us yeah every beautiful memory is now stored in your rings and in your garments and in Mm -hmm. your crowns. We get crowns, the Lord gives us crowns, and we get to take those crowns off and lay them at the feet of Christ. They're Mm -hmm. made out of pure gold that's refined in the fire, but also in those victories. Every time in the Old Testament and every time that you overcome any of your adversities, hardships, Mm -hmm. giants that are facing you, when you step into new land that everyone told you you would never possess, when you step into that and you overcome, this treasure there. Anytime in the Old Testament when Israel defeated an enemy and there were giants in the land and they would mock them and they would laugh and they would ridicule and they would threaten them and their inheritance and all of this stuff, when they won that battle, and listen, those battles, when you break those names down, we're talking about personifications of things that you go through in your life. Those names, the Amalekites, the Jebusites, and the names of these kings, these are kings that you face. This wasn't stuff that happened six died. This is you're dealing with these kings today. When you overcome them, they have a treasure. They're guarding a cave. And when you step into that, you get the precious stones. You get the gems mm-hmm. and the rupees. And it says that if we are to believe in God, we have to believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek mm-hmm. him. And, and Christ, honestly, Christ comes in cycles. He comes every day to bring his reward. He comes every week, every month, every new moon, every year, every century, every age, to bring rewards. I, I have come to bring my reward because of what you've done. All of these things and his rewards are the gold, the silver, the rupees, all of these precious stones that again, we get to take with us into the kingdom. And even like you're saying, these, these memories that you have, man, you, I, I believe that we'll be in the kingdom will be in the spirit and we haven't even broke into this but maybe a little bit but it's in your DNA right so we, we are I mean these gems and we're, we are beautifully adorned with these gems in our spiritual and celestial body when lightning and electricity and the glory of God hits you it becomes this it's in your cells like like Steve said and then pow, now it's hardened and wow that's what it is now we get to take it with us And I believe that when we get into the kingdom, all together, we'll be able to, hey, check this out. Here, I want you to see how I overcame. How did you get that one? I got that one too. Well, in 19, I'm getting old. In 2011, I overcame a pill addiction. Yeah, I did. Opiates. It took my grandfather out. Yeah. It took my father out and he almost took me out. But I overcame. And he who overcomes, Christ said, "I will give you the crown of life." And its crown has these gems and these rupees and these treasures in it. I believe we can share them with each other and oh, go back and relive these beautiful memories. And so that's that's why I really am infatuated with these crystals in the Bible.
2: Can I say something? Oh, um, so good. I gotta say something. So um, going back to what Cindy said, by the way, I'll send you a box if you don't have one because. I was doing the same thing, Karen. Suitcases around, and my husband's like, "Oh my God, can we leave like at least five out of out of the suitcase and not take take all these rocks with us?" Uh, that between that and books and oils, I mean, that was my. I didn't even pack clothes, forget clothes. But um, so this doesn't this doesn't weigh as much, y'all. <laughs> but going back to what Derek is talking about with because crystals, and I think um, Steve mentioned this too, because crystals record. And, yes. Or Cindy actually mentioned it. Um, that's that's what really took off for me with because essential oils, you put them on and within two to three hours, you got to reapply. Mm-hmm. But what I started seeing is if I put an oil on and had a rock and I programmed it to the essential oil and carried the rock, I would test myself and the essence of the oil would still be there amplified and recorded in my field. Because I had a rock to amplify it and to record it, I didn't have to reapply the oils. So, um, you know, yes, it does record everything, and that's why you got to clear them. Because you can go somewhere where you don't, you know, you don't want it to record what what you're going to bring home, like or when you buy them, make sure you're getting from a reputable reputable source because uh, stuff can come home and hitchhike with you. You could clear it, but still, I think integrity and intent is real important so you know just getting a good source um, of crystals is really good too but the recording part for me was a big eye opener because it was like oh my god i can use oils and i won't have to use as much oils because a crystal will amplify it and also keep it going longer than two to three hours that was like huge for me and then add what steve's doing with crystal um, bowls and i don't know who else is doing it on here because it's been a while since i talked to cindy and them but you know you add that bowl that is crystal and put a little oil inside and you add sound to to frequency which everything is frequency so you got the crystal Mm -hmm. frequency you got the oil crystal frequency and now you got the um song sound frequency that is like, oh, my God, straight to the DNA. That is like, mm-hmm. right? And that's why sound healing works so good, especially when you're doing stuff like Steve's doing. So I'd love to hear Steve's comment on that.
0: Yeah, well, let me just say this. Chanel just led us into the next thing I wanted to talk about, because this is Kingdom Talks Music. <laughs> so Thanks. let's talk about how the music plays into this. So, Steve, kick it off.
4: Absolutely. I, I The first thing I want to say about um, Uh, In response to what Charnel said is I want to tell you a a little brief uh, testimony about Clearing stones, so I ended up I'm not going to say the name of it But I ended up in one of the world's largest rock stores Where you can buy quartz crystals and you can buy all kinds of things in fact I bought this piece of tourmaline there uh, from these guys, but um, he's the largest importer of crystals in the world uh, if you buy something online on Amazon, most likely you're buying it sourced through his import business. And I I now represent him. I have access to all of his material. It's ridiculous. Some of the things that I've seen I didn't even know existed on the planet. But I walked into his store for the very first time um, and a lady thought that I worked there. Evidently, my hair gave me away. Uh, also, my... DNA t-shirt gave me away and so um, I, I said well I don't work here but what do you want and she said can you can you cleanse this rock? I think too many people have touched this and it doesn't feel like it's good energy and so she was expecting me to go get selenite and set it on the you know there and let it cleanse or to wash it or something and I, I know that I mean I know stuff but I also know that we carry within us uh, all of the things that Derek was just talking about. And Derek, that was brilliant, man. I, uh, I, I know we're recording this. I want to go back and take notes on what you just shared because that was excellent. But um, so I took it in my hand and I held it for about 30 seconds and I smeared it with my hand like this. I rubbed it. Now the word anointing literally means to smear or to smear oil on that. And so just like Charnel was talking about, the smearing of the oil on the stone, it carries and holds that frequency. Not only does the oil act as a carrier oil, but the frequency of the stone acts as a carrier frequency to take the oil deeper into your system. So I I did this and then I handed it to her and she goes, that's amazing, how did you do that? And then she yelled at her friend across the store, come here and bring those stones that you wanna buy, but they feel icky. So I, I spent the next two hours cleansing stones with my hands and got a crowd of about 30 people there. And finally the owner came up when the crowd dissipated and he said, um, do you need a job? Cause man, I would love for you to be here. Each one of those 30 people bought no fewer than $200 worth of stones from him because I stood there cleansing all of them. And so we formed this incredible relationship. But while I was there, I had my plant device that Brian and Cindy had um, blessed me with turning me on to that whole thing. And so I'm going to do what we did to Cindy um, at the last big conference we did together, Karen. So you recall Brian and I did our session together there in Mississippi. I was visiting and then we had Cindy come Christ the party. And so this is largely for Brian and Cindy, uh, but I'm going to bring Misty on and, um, this is Misty Tugas and Misty uh, came to visit and she just walked in like right after we got started. So I think you can see us both. Karen, does that work?
0: Yeah, that works. You're just moving too okay. so fast. It's like you're a blur sometimes
4: <laughs> I'll slow down a bit. Slow down. I'm just excited to be here with you guys today. So anyway, um, I, I wanted to ask a question uh, and bring something up about the music side of things, but I want to go through it uh, with, with Brian and Cindy because I think there's something, that, a piece that they have to add to this. Uh, Brian, as you know, you, you've taught me a lot about singing the plants and how they respond and their energy and all that. And so I've done a lot of research in that book that you and I have talked about a lot. We've read to each other out of plant intelligence and the imaginal realm talks about how the root system of a tree or a plant acts like the brain of a human. It's like, it's a downside up flip and it produces the same brain chemistry, the brain uh, serotonins and the epinephrine[s] and, uh, you know, endorphins all get produced by the roots of a plant. It's the same chemistry. And then it goes up to what we call our feet are the leaves and it interacts with the sun and gets grounded that way. We also know that through the chelation process, minerals like quartz end up being chelated down to particulate matter that's so small, it can be absorbed by the roots and taken into the fullness of that plant. So when we're singing these plants, we are literally resonating the crystalline structures that have been taken in through the roots and activated again, like Derek said, as it gets hit by fire or sunlight and it through photosynthesis, it begins to activate all of that energy. It, I mean, I'm, my mind is blown and I know that you guys are using there at the land in Mississippi, you are using Misty's been there with us. We've had wonderful times with you guys, but, um, talk to me, Brian and Cindy, about how you guys are actually using the crystal bowls and the plants with your clients and where, where do you think the crystal and structures within the plant? Uh, how does, how does that get amplified?
5: Um, man, it's such a, it's such an interconnected, uh, uh thing from the, you know, from holding a stone to listening to a plant. Uh, but I think I, for, for, for me, Personally, I, I can go that route, but for me personally, it's just the awareness to me of of understanding that whatever plant I'm listening to, I'm the beneficiary of whatever that plant has for me at that moment. And the cool thing is, is that can change throughout the day. Uh, whatever, whatever, uh, on the on the spiritual side, and, and even and even the natural, the physical side, we know that that plant is gonna play the exact notes that I need for whatever I need spiritually or, or physically. And that really, the, 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 the uh, uh, Italians are already finding this out uh, in Italy. Of course, they, they uh, invented the device, but still, man, they, they're finding out that, that just by listening to a, a, a certain plant, in other words, if a certain if a person has a certain uh, ailment, I'll put it like that, uh, then they can bring a plant in, and that plant will literally scan that person's body, and begin to play the very notes that that person needs at that moment for healing. And they they're finding this out, guys. That that uh, plant intelligence. Uh, uh, is a big player in where we're headed. And, and I think, I think we're headed back uh, to being able to hear to hear the sounds of the, the songs of the plants ourselves. But yes, we do, we are a beneficiary of all the minerals, all, everything that that plant has, we receive that just by listening. Uh, so it's really, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And, and uh, of course, Cindy can uh, talk because we do use plants here and the bowls. Uh, so anyway,
6: so steve the bowl that you um gifted me with that's really i use that bowl a lot it's the pineal bowl so i use that one a lot to begin a session um it's very grounding and then again i I do the palm stones and different things like that but i had an experience this morning i think that will fit here um in our backyard we have like three apple trees we have a fig tree and we have blueberries and so gosh years ago um my beauty shop used to be out there and so i would take i mean this was years ago probably some of the first frequency stuff ron did and i would have his old cd player and i would play 24 7 that music and it would come out of my shop and it was going into the backyard and then me and caleb's girls we had we used to have box gardens out there and we would go and we would talk to the apple trees and we would talk to the fig tree and just talk about how beautiful it was. And so, I mean, like every year we would have more apples, more figs. You know, and I was teaching the children, it's like we, what we speak, good things, we bless and it will give us back the fruit. Mm-hmm. So this morning I was out there because um, they've just stopped blooming. So I love to go and find the babies, you know, when they're on the tree. So there's this one gala tree, and it is oh my gosh, those apples are amazing. Last the last two years, we probably had three or four hundred apples. It's just been unreal. So this morning, I'm talking to the gala tree because um, it got these black spots on it two or three years ago, and I had a nursery guy come and look at it. And he was like, "See, if you don't treat that tree, it's going to die." So I just prayed over it, blessed it and we never did he even said remember he said we needed to cut those parts out And i thought dang if you you do that we're gonna lose a lot of the tree so as i was walking around the trees this morning talking to them looking at the babies i come under that tree and i'm like you know what and i'm talking out loud i'm like you know what you are strong and like you have survived it and i mean it is loaded in apples and i heard the tree say i will continue to heal as i hear my sound so i know i I didn't have time to do the device steve but i you know me i'm like oh my gosh like i am going in the morning to allow that tree to hear its sound and i'm just excited to see what's going to happen
4: so good that's so exciting yeah So, the, in the, chat the other the great, other
0: great comments
4: <laughs> yeah the to- other side of this is that for mu- the music side of this so much of the technology today uh is uh crystal based and i know mike you just did a um one of our sessions like this one of our kingdom talks music sessions on uh effects pedals and sound uh shaping and design. And so much of the pedal uh, industry is built around creating those transistors and resistors and things that are using crystal technology and uh, just throw it at you and see if you've got any comments about that.
3: Well, for example, the Wawa pedal originally came out with a crystal and that pedal was designed to just shape frequency highs and lows. And it was discovered by accident, but a lot of those petals from the early years were crystal based and some of them still are today. That's why they're so expensive. And you can tell the cheap ones from the good ones because of what they're made out of. But yeah, um, I'm sitting here the whole evening listening to um, frequency and vibration and crystals, and especially quartz crystal has a very strong vibration to it and it's no wonder that the quartz crystal is involved in a lot of petals of value today and that's why they are you know the good ones are so expensive and highly sought after so yeah all all I hear is vibration and crystal involvement
0: I would say you know speaking for mike on his behalf um since he's you know creating uh arranging all of our music and he's adding on um, those pedals and it changes the whole dynamic (laughs) of our sound you know we're changing sound all the time i mean even back from when we first started and now we're working on a meditation album luke is going to be the feet on it so yeah, it's, it's changing, and, and Mike's experimenting with some stuff um, that he's working on, and, and it just, if we're in the middle of a song and, and he's changing this stuff, um, you know, it just changes the whole dynamic of the song and the whole feel and, and brings in, you know, so much um, texture um, to I- it. Hey
5: Karen, I, I was just want to th- kind of throw this out there for all of you guys because I, I think probably all of you guys play something, yeah. but I know in in my studio, I, I've got I've got tons of of, of stones in the studio, man. I, I'm just saying, I, I I don't feel the same if they're not there. You, you know what I'm saying? Because we yeah. do move them around some, but every time I go into the studio, I have. Um, you know, I have this like a little regimen. I man, I'll, I'll do some Palo Santo or burn some sage, and and make sure that all of my crystals are, are in the right spot because I, I do believe I do believe that that's a player or, or it is for me. And i was kind of asking you guys because all of you guys play. Do you do you guys do the same thing? Uh, if if you're like just either chilling or recording or whatever, do you guys have crystals close uh, close to you while you're playing?
0: We don't, because I just got my first one from Charnel. <laughs> so <laughs> we do we do oils, and I've burned frankincense. So
3: I have a few crystals floating around here and there in the garage. I just don't bring it up, but now I should, so everybody yeah. that involved could enjoy it.
0: Yeah. So Brian, you brought up the thing about the sage, and. Um, So, you know, I I listened to a show, I'm not going to mention any names, so I listened to a show on the demonics of sage burning, (laughs) and people were actually scared to eat sausage. (laughs) I mean, it really got carried away. So, can you kind of talk about that a little bit? I mean, the leaf itself cannot be demonic, come on.
1: (laughs) It's a demonic leaf the devil put it here to deceive you and trick you
0: <laughs> i mean
1: i would say i'll just piggyback off of this you guys but like i mean just that everything we're saying about sound and color and scent and smelling and the way it makes you feel it lighten it it's a it, it's a cleaning agent you know it's a purification ritual that's a lot older than all of these people we're talking about sage right we, well, let's laugh at sage, let's scoff at sage, but let's not scoff at frankincense that they brought to the baby Jesus that was a gift to, to the prophets, that is to, to smell and to, for, it's for enlightenment, it's for anointing, it's for meditation, and the priest would burn incense and all, uh, Palo Santo, like uh, the brother just said, all types of, of fragrance fragrances put you in a trance. Like there's certain, my wife lathers down with, um, uh, what is it, uh, to go to sleep, lavender. And I just smell, oh, it just relaxes you. So it's the same thing when it's time to do spiritual warfare. Like we got the scientific prof, uh, properties behind all of these essential oils. And this is where Charnel comes in, right? We have We have that, but we also have the ritualistic side as well. Because we know that the Hebrews and all of us, we have rituals. Whether you go to church every Sunday, you get up, you brush your teeth, you have breakfast, whatever it is, it's the same way. When when I uh, when when I tap in to be serious in prayer, to do warfare, to 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 go into the spirit, like to spend time in the communion, when I want to go deep, not just hey we're gonna pray for whatever, I I I break this out, and and when I smell it, it reminds me, and this is just. You know for ritual this is this isn't even what's taking place in my body my body is coming to into alignment okay there's no more games we're playing just like when it's time to go to to sleep my body has a ritual slow down put the phone down let's let's relax <laughs> pick up the book it's, these are rituals that that you know we go by and the ancient hebrews did them as well so all of that's in the bible man and and that's what i bring to the table you know is that this stuff is there. They told us it wasn't there. They told us it was demonic. You know, burning sage is demonic. Okay, whatever. If you believe that, well, then let's find out what they were burning in the scriptures and we'll gift you some of that and you can burn that, you know?
2: Yeah, I got some. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the question of, you know, do we have them with when we do music or whatever? Yes, I definitely use them in music. We're using them in music anyway because most of the instruments have it, but also um, I put crystals in my plant pottery. Um, I put them in my dog beds. I put them in the cat where the, I have a whole section on my window and the cats will lay on top of the crystals. They, they want to be on the energy. They, they are drawn to it. And I'll also say I do biofeedback and biofeedback will look at your aura or your, your field and I do some diagnostics to see what's going on. And then also send back energies to you remote. And I can tell 100 percent if someone is using crystals because over and over and over and over and over again, I will see their spiritual report. There's 30 reports that come back with my biofeedback. And um, one of them is a spiritual, um, a spiritual report. And it goes into like entities if the, if the field is strong. If there's if they're not connecting to God, um, you know, there's a whole list of things on that one report. And then there's another report that shows um, an electric report. So like 5G and what have you. If if I see a clear spiritual report, number one, they're not using drugs. They're not drinking. And they usually have crystals in the house. And I'll ask them, oh, my God, you have a clear report. It happens about maybe five percent of all times that I do it. But if I get a clear report. Those questions are are always, yeah, no, I don't drink, I don't do drugs and I have crystals all over the house because entities don't like Sage, Palo Santo. Um, the, the frequency is so high. Uh, entities are like a 10th. We're 67 megahertz on a healthy adult day. When we drop lower, we, we can open ourselves or our field up to mm-hmm. 10. Once we die, we're at 25 and it still takes a week or two to get down to zero. entities alcohol and drugs, whether it's pharmaceutical or recreational, they're 10. So when we when we participate in 10 frequency, then we open up the field to 10 frequency where entities can come in and anchor in. But when we're not, and we're using frequency to buff up and build up the frequency to be higher than 67 megahertz, then we actually are, are having a whole different radiation and a whole different report. Same thing with the spiritual um, or the electrical. I can look and, you know, with 5G going on, whether it's computers, towers, cell phones, whatever, uh, if I see a clear report, the first question I'm going to ask is, you have a lot of crystals in your house, don't you? And the answer is always yes. So there is way more on a physical, mental, spiritual, emotional uh, protection, security, whatever you want to call it, to actually use in this stuff. And it, it, I think it's sad for people who aren't open to it. Um, Because again, I'm looking at data. I'm looking at stats. I'm not, I'm not making an opinion. I'm not sitting back and going, yeah, well, I heard somebody said that. So there you go. Or a preacher said that, or whatever. Somebody told me that next door. I am, I am a data person. I never take what anybody says and goes, okay, well you said it. So it's fine. I'm going to do lots of studies. I'm going to read the books. I'm going to look at the research. I'm going to do my own experiments. Just like Cindy was saying her own experience um steve has said her his own experiences like this is all based on my personal experience i'm not making this up and and i love the whole plant thing um because plants the blood of a plant is essential oils and it is alive it has uh it, it has intuition it is it's literally alive and if you go through uh tsa if you happen to go through those those things, which I don't, I always opt out because it'll mess with your DNA. Uh, it will actually kill an, an oil, but within four hours, you can retest it and it will resurrect itself within four hours. That's the power of the blood of a plant. It is here for us. These plants are here for us. And yeah, I put crystals in my plants because why not um, add a little bit of amplification to the song? add a little amplification to their growth and to their their excitement and their appreciation and their life, literally. And same thing with my animals. All my animals, and I have pictures over and over again. If I'm looking for the animals and I can't find them, they're gonna be laying on my bag of oils or they're gonna be laying on my crystals. Like, it seems uncomfortable. I mean, some of these, these crystals are really big and my cats will just sprawl out and be like laying on five <laughs> or six of them pointing Point you and they're just like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Right. So I just think it's hilarious that people wouldn't be open to it because they're so programmed and so afraid of what someone told them when not take the opportunity to think for themselves or to look into it. And just like I dare anybody who wants to argue, like, go look it up. Don't listen to me. I mean, who cares about me? Who cares about anybody on here? Do your own research and look it up. It's there's so
0: much out there.
4: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah, but you know what, people talk about all this stuff, but they're okay with taking pharmaceuticals now, aren't they? Which is witchcraft. Yeah. The actual yeah. definition is witchcraft. Yep.
4: Yep. Karen, I'll also mention that um, with regard to music, part of the music that I play has to do with what I do for a living, which is putting the crystal singing bowls in a room with people and playing sound baths for them, but also taking the bronze bowls like this one here and being able to play this on the person's body. But underneath my massage table where they're laying are about $2,000 worth of stones. I've got plates of all kinds of things. I, this is a big lapis. It has a pyrite on the back of it. Um, That's beautiful. I have, yeah, it, it, this is an amazing piece. And you know, lapis is the, the, the stone that was first referred to uh, as uh, sapphire in the Bible. They yep. hadn't discovered sapphire, uh, what we call sapphire, uh, except in India back in those days. But in the Bible, when they talk about sapphire or streets with sapphire or thrones of that sapphire, they're talking about lapis lazuli, which is a very cleansing stone. But I'm going to actually ask um, Misty a question because Misty's a practitioner <laughs> as well. You've developed something called the illumination technique that you do. Uh, for people, and you've worked with me on it, you're teaching me that technique, but we've, we've shared a lot of our stones with you that you use in practice. Can you give us an example of how you use that to help somebody?
7: Well, one of the things with the illumination technique, ultimately it's to help clear negative emotions so that people can connect to their spirit and learn to anchor their spirit in their body here um, and be more united with who they really are Mm -hmm. and so i use black amber if someone is stressed out which is a beautiful stone sometimes um if someone is really agitated i'll put them on the massage table and just ask uh, holy spirit what do they need and place stones on their bodies, use a little bit of bowls, and help them to get centered and calm down and to release what they're carrying. Because I don't remember who was talking about the spirits around. I think it was Charnel. Charnel, Um, I actually can see the energies with my eyes around people and whether they're negative or positive. And so it's really easy to uh, see when someone's energy is shifted, when their frequency is high enough that they, those beings can't uh, attach or come near. And if we keep our frequency high enough, they can't come near us. So all of these tools are just really wonderful. It's wonderful to hear each of you talking about
5: it
0: thank you for sharing your part good to meet you
5: (laughs) yeah nice to meet you
0: (laughs) so Brian do you have anything else you wanted to share with us I feel like you haven't talked enough
5: (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry Karen I can't hardly hear you what was that oh
0: okay he wants you to talk. Yeah, you haven't said much because Brian came on it and talked about the um, pineal gland, and we had a really lot of um, great responses to that show. So I, I know you have some more to share about the music on this.
5: Oh, uh, <clears throat> not really. I'm going yeah. to interpret. I'm
0: going to
6: interpret. <laughs> yeah. They said that you. On the pineal. Yeah.
5: I thought she might have more to share about your music. Got it. <laughs> uh, well, basically, everything really everything we've talked about and all of you guys have talked about tonight really, uh, uh, to me, it, it the whole it culminates at the, at the pineal. It, that's that's where it all happens. The magic happens there, guys, and, and and so I think it's I think it's very important to do everything we can do to to, to keep our pineal uh, fully functioning, optimal, uh, because the 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 day we're in, y'all, you guys, and you guys know this. I know I'm I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. I know that, but the day that we're in here, we need <laughs> we need this guy. Uh, to help us right now and, and to be again fully functioning and optimal. Uh, musically I, I, again it's, it just goes hand in hand uh, with everything I do uh, musically again uh, uh, Derek was talking about earlier I do have a, a, a ritual that I go through uh, but but uh, I can't just I can't just uh, show up at the studio one day and, and, and expect you know, my pineal to just be okay I'm ready to open it up let's let's rock it doesn't work like that so it's a daily it's a daily uh, uh, thing to 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 make sure that you're that you're taking care of, of this and and it I do believe it's 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 our 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 uh, our device for traveling into the other dimensions um, i I just do and it's i think it's biblical we can you know all of us could talk to anyone outside of this group and, and explain that to them. I know, but yeah, it's just—it's—it's it's just a. Uh, I think it's a, a, a time, really, to be, uh, to be aware, and, and to be conscious of of, of of having having the pineal gland functioning optimally. Share with
6: Adam and following the plan. So, Cindy,
4: this is for you.
7: What?
4: The the, num- the number one stone, Cindy, for use with the pineal gland, is amethyst.
6: Oh wow! I have a lot.
4: This okay. you have a lot of amethyst. That's your birthstone. This is a this is an amethyst um, rosette. Wow! It's heavy. It weighs about twenty five t- about twenty five pounds. Wow! And uh, That's so here's what I do with this. I placed my largest singing bowl on it just like that beautiful and it it lives there unless I'm putting it on someone's body Brian you're correct the pineal is such a key and things like amethyst lapis lazuli is another great stone uh, for the pineal, labradorite, sodalite, azurite, all these blue stones, black obsidian, citrine, the clear quartz is another great one for pineal. There's so many of those. And um, I just think we, we've we thrown uh, the baby out with the bathwater sometimes, uh, but we've also majored in fear. And if we could just stop with the fear mongering and go back to creation and say, what has God given us in the earth? And why is he given it to us? And do a little questioning. Be like a rabbi and ask more questions than you give answers. You'll be a better teacher if you do that. And I know when I have conversations with Chanel, uh and with a lot of you guys, we spend half the time ask, asking lots of questions. And it might feel like we don't know what we're talking about, but that's because we're we're learning from each other, and when we ponder those questions, that opens up mysteries. Yeah. yeah.
0: Definitely. Yep. Well, guys, we've been on for an hour and 30 minutes.
3: <laughs> Doesn't wow. seem
0: like it, but <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we don't have any time limits. We don't live on the time, right? <laughs> so... I appreciate each one of you guys coming on tonight and stay on the line. We want to give a big shout out to Gil and Adina. They're in Mexico and they're on their vacation. It's their anniversary guys. Uh, <laughs> so we want happy to anniversary. Them. Yeah. So big shout out. Well, it's coming, but they're, they're still in Mexico. Coming. I called it honeymooning, but they have the whole family there. So it's not so much. Honeymooning. So, <laughs> so we just appreciate them and, uh, allowing us to start up a new section of Kingdom Talks and uh, on the music realm and be able to bring these topics to the forefront because, you know, I'm not scared to talk about it. So we'll bring it on. (laughs) So everybody, thank you so much. All you guys out there watching tonight. We had a great crowd. We had a good chat going on while these guys were talking and stay tuned because we're going to have another show coming up. We're going to have the whole music group come on and we're gonna talk about some other topics in the music realm. So everybody, you guys stay on the line with me and we're gonna close out. And thank you so much. See you next time. Bye
2: guys.